Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about minute 150 of part five, All the King's Horses, which is going to start with Dr. Silas Stone contacting the post commander, um, saying that it's a false alarm that someone has hacked the system. Uh, and then the minute is going to end with the Justice League arriving to the scout ship 0344. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that happens in this minute. Of course, Dr. Silas Stone in the beginning, he's doing his thing where it's like, it's a false alarm. It's not real. It's fake news. Yeah. yeah it's, turn the dang klaxon it, off. Like <laughs> cut that noise. Unplug the, the, the detector. I mean, really surprised they weren't like, you know, it, it's a false alarm. We've been hacked. And he's like, what? I can't, I can't hear you. Can you not stand right next to the fire alarm? <laughs> Just take the batteries out of the smoke detector like everyone else does. Uh, but we, here we have uh, the Justice League shows up, and, you know, of course they showed it. They, they entered Star Labs in, in yesterday's minute, um, but in this one they, they are walking through the facility. They get to the Red Room, which is where Dr. Silas Stone is, and then we get this um, fantastic shot of the Justice League. Uh, I believe this shot was in the trailer, uh, but it was also in the 2017 version. And then it is again here now in this film. And it's one of my favorite shots of the Justice League uh, with their cool strut. Um, this, this iconic cinematic walk that they do past Dr. Silas Stone. It is the, the coolest thing uh, for, for, for Victor because it's, he's in front of the, the group and it's, it's Batman takes a back seat. He's in the back. He's the he's the dark, mysterious stranger of the group, and you know you have Wonder Woman as well in the back. But it's it's Victor who's leading this kind of group uh, in the forefront of the shot as they walk past the camera. Uh, and boy, do I love this shot! It is so cool to me. Um, I absolutely love it. This moment is just amazing all around, and you can really see, <laughs> like I I don't know, like Victor took influence from Batman in this moment. Like this is and in like the most Gotham City way that he could, and it is perfect. Um it is the exact moment of I'm real when I need to be. And mm-hmm. when Victor heard that, he was like, Oh, I get that. Like I, I'm gonna <laughs> use that. <laughs> I, I wanna be uh, yeah. you, dude. Um this is excellent. This is very much so like Victor, you're calling the shots here. Like you one can access this entire facility and do anything that we need to do. You're opening the doors for us right now, buddy boy. So you are king in this domain. Um, it's really cool. Um, this is also <laughs> just hot off the heels of Victor talking shit about his dad to his friends and them all like showing up at the front door and being like, oh, guy, like mm-hmm. we just we just heard the bad news out of your family, you know, at, at, out, uh, what do you call it? Oh, geez. What do you call it? Uh, d- dysfunction, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Falling out. That's yeah. what I could not think of. Jeez. Calling out. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's like, everybody's kind of just like, okay, we give them the side eye. We all kind of get it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is your dad. Like, Ooh, Ooh, man. He, yes, he's yeah. got some, some thoughts on you, dude. You know? Um, 
obviously Victor didn't say anything bad about his father in that moment. He just, people can infer because he was once a, a real boy. Now he's a cyborg. So, hey, um, but yeah, uh, this and, was, and, and, yeah, continue, and, sorry. And, no, no, it's, it's, it's all good. I'm just, I'm so jumping at the bit to, to, to join you in that conversation, but it's like, it's, you know, Wednesday we talked about the, you know, how much we love like the costuming and the Justice League and the superheroes and like very real costuming done by Michael Wilkinson. And then yesterday we talked about like sci-fi talk, you know, the Star Labs kind of um, atmosphere and sci-fi movies and stuff like that. Well, in this one, it becomes a showcase of the CGI Justice League member, which is Victor Stone Cyborg played by Ray Fisher. And so this also becomes a showcase for cyborg himself and and a lot of times we, we we talk about how much we love the cgi of steppenwolf and how great of a job they did it with steppenwolf in that movie in this minute in this scene and in this shot like all of it happening right here right now is as dr silas stone is on the walkie-talkie communicating with the post commander who's um making sure that everyone uh, leaves the facility safely um, we see these uh, space doors open, so we got nice like sci-fi space doors that uh, slide into the walls and in a way. So I always loved, I always loved thinking about set design and how they get those doors to, uh, you know, they just pull them out from the set, uh, but it looks like they're actually retracting in. So it's really cool set design. Um, but then to have Ray Fisher, he's wearing his CGI pajamas, standing there. And then to blend the CGI with the lighting. So you can see him walking. He's going to step on these grates. And so you have to have these CGI yeah. feet stomping on these grates. You got the Foley work to match it. But then here comes the close-up shot. And the light is dipping in and out of the kind of the pores and the contours of the biomechatronic armor, which is like you have the Star Labs kind of red lighting because it's in that BioRed 5 alert. But then he has like the inner core of his mother box. And so that red light is coming out. And it's, it, it, he, yes, Ray Fisher does have, you know, uh, a light on, on his left eye and uh, a light on the chest. But then comes actual blending of computer graphics to get light to come out of the, those pores. And it, it's, it's, it's just a magnificent uh aesthetic for i'm trying not to say cyberpunk because it's so easy to lean into and be like oh this looks so cool this looks like something from like uh terminator or ghost in the shell or something like that but to have these space walls and the space door and this cyborg walking through it yeah uh to me it's just like wow i i love whatever this is i love the aesthetic of industrial sci-fi maybe i don't know that's cool if that hasn't been said before. But uh, that's yeah. like Gundam. But and 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 that's and, and so you know we've talked a lot about uh, Zack Snyder's love for the dark age of comic books, which is from the eighties. Um, and so you know the Dark Knight um, Returns and and all that good stuff from Watchmen. But then at the same time, you start thinking about eighties anime. You start thinking of Akira and Ghost in the Shell. Um, and, and yeah, it's maybe this like kind of industrial cyberpunk and it's, it has that vibe to it where it's like, um, 
it's it, not everything is sleek and shiny uh, and, and yeah. nanotechnology yeah. like the Marvel movies are. And that's not to say that that's bad. Um, it's just saying that, you know, aesthetically, we're going back to what it felt like to be science fiction cyborg of the 80s and, and to have it feel, you know, uh, industrial, I think, is a, is a very good term to mm-hmm. use. So Yeah, a good, like, point is, like, cyborg's cyborg is not like blindingly chrome you know it still has a dullness to it a used Mm -hmm. kind of uh effect he isn't just you know iron man with a new suit every 15 minutes and it's all bright and shiny and metallic and stuff it's it's very used in that whatever the term they used in in star wars with the whole set design and stuff how it's used um, universe yeah used universe or hand me down or 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 uh whatever they call it thrifted sci-fi i don't know what it's called but thrifted yeah it's that idea of of um the salvation army salvage yeah it's salvaged space work and you have like exposed beams you have railings you mm-hmm. shutters that have these you know defined horizontal lines um even like chain workings there's some chain working or at least gears on the door on the side that you can see it's and hydraulics and mm-hmm. stuff on it too. So like all of the workings of it is still exposed. It's not behind panels because that still, you know, bleeds into like Star Trek, very far future where everything can mm-hmm. be nice and neat and all your cables hidden and everything like that. It's like, no, we don't, we're not working like that. It's still supposed to be like pop-up shop, <laughs> super intense uh, science hub right now, but it's still pop-up shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and one of my favorite details about Cyborg in this minute is when he does turn to, you know, he, he's, he's walked past Dr. Silas Stone. Wonder Woman kind of looks over to him as if giving him a moment to be who he is, which is Victor. Um, he then turns to look at Dr. Silas Stone over his shoulder. And I love um, his, his spine will actually kind of, um, move with his skull, and oh, so you yeah. can kind of see it, as if the joints in the in the spine, uh, you know, they move with him. So it's it's animated to continue with the skull. I'm moving my head as I talk into a microphone. That's just but, like anatomically yeah. connected or corrected, right? Anatomically yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Anatoly Kenyazev was in the last movie. <laughs> Good luck. Wait, wrong movie. <laughs> Good, that's taken. Uh, uh. Believe me, I'll do it. That's the other guy. Um, so, yeah. Um, good evening is what he says. Not all, I'm sure. Good evening. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, every time we say goodbye, we yeah, a little bit um, more inside. One of my favorite things about this particular minute is just this walk up, like you were saying. Um, mm-hmm. And it is really, really cool. This is a very important and powerful scene. We yes. talk about it a lot, but this is still a cyborg movie. This is cyborg as the Superman character. So this is again, you want to do a uh, a Superman coming home to his fortress type deal. This is very much so in that same vein. Um, cyborg is supposed to be calling the shots here. This is his domain. He was created here. He can control this whole thing. He's got the mother box in hand. Like, he's got the key, you know? Um, and it's really excellent. So it is extremely important for Cyborg as a character in this movie 
and how his father is now seeing him as a member of this Justice League. Um, his father did just witness the same group of people save everybody, unprovoked, without asking. He, no, mm-hmm. You know, nobody even knew they were there. And then all of a sudden, my son comes in with a with a with a sonic cannon, and Batman's flying in, and and every this is incredible. These are quote heroes. This is amazing. Um, and then that's one side. Turn the page over. We got another side. So another thing is the <laughs> fact that Cyborg is walking with his Justice League and they are now together doing the mission, not saying a word, not freaking out that there is still one person in the hallway that's going to see them. I'm real when I need to be moment here. Batman is doing the mission. Batman needs to revive Superman. And where is that? At the end of this hallway. So he's just going to walk straight and not even pay any attention to anything because doors open. Good. Great. Next part of the plan is to get the casket in scout ship. Cool. Um, Silas seeing <laughs> this Justice League and again seeing the Batman walking with him has to set off so many alarms in his head of like, oh, this is all out of my hands now. I have no way to what now the caped people are here. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Cuz last time yeah. caped people were here, the whole city was destroyed and I'm standing in it. Like this is yeah. intense. Yeah. Um so yeah, this is just like one of the best moments of this movie. Um if it was a shorter hour and a half movie that was broken up into multiple parts, this would be one of like the most climactic builds that you could ever do for a Justice League moment right now. Um, yeah. So I don't and, know if it was like lost, if, if that feeling of oomph was lost on any viewers or anything, but like this is a clutch your pearls gasping kind of moment here. This is a reveal pretty much. This is the Justice League together mission go. Yeah, yeah. For the, for the first time, uh, well, I mean the Metropolis Project as well, but um, to have the Justice League in here in Star Labs to be witnessed as so uh yeah again goes back to justice league origins and the new 52 and what it felt like to to have this justice league defined once more um to have that kind of gravitas to them and again because it's not a batman movie you're allowed to have batman be a background character in a sense or a supporting character and, and you usually can't have that and so this scene having a Batman walking uh, past Dr. Silas Stone and not be the center of attention is something you usually don't see at all uh, in live action. So it is quite impressive. And and this kind of um, silhouette of the team where it it almost looks like the... um, you remember in the the Jim Lee New Fifty Two promotional, or it has like oh, the where seven. the main poster of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That cl- that classic Jim Lee one mm-hmm. where they, um, yeah. So it kind of feels like that, especially with Wonder Woman with the silhouette of the sword and shield and all that good stuff. Um, the only one who's out of place is uh, <laughs> Barry Allen. Looks like a deer caught in headlights with like the <laughs> he <casket. laughs> does. He really does. It does seem like he is the one that's like. Oh no, there is someone here in the hallway. What do we do? And then kind yeah. of gears turn and be like, oh shit, that's your dad. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, so. I got nothing to say to you, man. You 
<laughs> you hurt my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works on a lot of levels for yeah. sure. Um, and so, yeah, he, the Dr. Silas Stone, he, he actually, uh, he lies to the post commander says like, Hey, you know what? This is, this is valid. Everyone needs to stay out, get out of the uh, building and stay out, uh, until the, the cleaning is done. Um, and then, um, something I noticed is when we, when we do go outside to the muster station is that, uh, Howard, the janitor is also in that group there. So is he, he's really back. Nice he's at, he's out of, he's out of yeah, quarantine. He's, he, He's in the he's in the very last of the uh, I don't know if you want to scrub to the end of the minute while we're talking about it. it um, yeah, okay. you'll see. Um, we'll we'll do one final close up shot of Doctor Silas Stone as he looks towards. Oh, Star he's Labs, totally but, right here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, and then there's another um, there's another Mercedes vehicle here, which I think they did a, from you know wasn't they they were in in. Um, Dawn of Justice, yeah, they were driving a Mercedes for the, um, no, the, that was you know, in, the partnership was, no, Warner Brothers. The, and, and the Dr. Pepper one? No, it was a oh, Nissan we, yeah, Rogue. No, all the cars are big Mercedes. And, you know, he picked he picked up Barry Allen in Central City in a Mercedes. Yeah, and so, just this and one. And was driving Don, a Mercedes. Uh, Diana drives a Mercedes. Well, maybe yeah. she's driving his car. Um, yeah, no, there was, uh, I think Nissan was the... Uh, the com- or maybe it was Jeep. It may have been a Jeep. It was a. I think it was a Jeep commercial with ba- with Jeep. Batman in the beginning driving yeah, the, to Metropolis. Yeah, the I think it was Renegade, a Jeep. right? I think it was a Jeep promotional <laughs> and Doctor Pepper yeah, promotional yeah. moment. It's yeah. the one with the X's as the tail lights. I always know. I always yes. See. Whenever yeah. I see it out in public, I'm like, that's that. That's that car Batman was driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that Wayne Helipad security vehicle. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a, it was a, it was a it was a Jeep Renegade. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, Mercedes have been uh, they've been the the car for the movie, so we definitely would would have to mention it here as well. So this is a um, I don't know what this is because I don't know vehicles, but it's like a Mercedes Jeep thing. Yeah, it's like oh, a Range Rover, but a Mercedes. It's what the rich people would you know. Yeah, go on safaris with. I think I don't know. Yeah, you think that's it, it, it's one thing to be a Mercedes Jeep where it's like okay, well now it's luxury. But you're what's also the, what's a Jeep, the real which purpose is supposed to be, of this? You're, a Jeep is meant to be off road, right? But here you are driving in the city. So what's the deal? Are you luxury? Are you? I don't know. Do are you, you luxury? Or you you can't. Not, be, uh, I don't know these. It's like answers. the definition of glamping. You know what glamping is? Yes. Glam camping. Okay, so it's like yeah. this. It's, so maybe if, if glamping like was a car, it'd be this Mercedes Benz Jeep. People, it's like I want a Jeep, but I don't want a Jeep branded Jeep. I want. I don't a want to get dirty. Jeep. Yeah. That's just stupid. I don't care. It's just silly. I don't care. If ever in my <laughs> life I ever come into uh, a, <laughs> a situation where they're going to be like, well, do you want the Mercedes Jeep? I'm going to be like, no, maybe. <laughs> what else do we get? <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen the Mercedes uh, the Mercedes Benz uh, van. Have you ever seen one of those, the minivans? The yeah. Mercedes, uh, the Sprinters, that's yeah. what they're called. They're called yeah, Sprinters? That's like... It's it's called a sprinter because it you know it's like because it's traveling. the type of chassis I think van. that's what it is honestly yeah it's a very luxury car uh, van thing it must be nice in those type of things so maybe the engine maybe I'll, it's I'll a never know engine I don't know <laughs> uh, what makes it a sprinter because a Trueno is a sprinter but the no, Levin is a... not a sprinter but the okay, Trueno has a twin cam engine in it the now you're not. asking questions I don't know yeah how to answer 
because I thought the name of the van was called a Sprinter. Sprinter Passenger Van. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. No, I thought that was the name of the vehicle. If you know, <laughs> uh, send us a letter to P.O. Box. I don't have a P.O. Box. We don't have a P.O. Box. What are you kidding? Send me a postcard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, Justice League, they come in. They have their really cool, powerful moment. And then Dr. Silas Stone is outside. And then, boom, it cuts to the scout ship again. We get our good Man of Steel music. Uh, a quick shot of some sleeping Kryptonians or those that used to be sleeping. Um, and, and more space walls. We got more space walls for, for the scout ship. So we get our cool little H.R. Geiger looking hallways again. Yeah. Very good. Um, I like the use of them using the familiar setting of the scout ship, like the caskets or like the sleeping pods or whatever the hell, stasis pods. Like that is the familiar setting. We've seen Mm -hmm. that in three other movies, two other movies. Um, That's great. These doorways we've seen in two other movies. Um, so like it's really cool that it is still able to give you the same feeling of fam- familiar famil- familiarity familiarity. Whatever. I feel like you usually have the word ready, and then you like second yeah, and then yourself. I mess it up. On and I believe in you, Nate. You got it. Familiarity. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, sometimes uh, you just I gotta like brute the... force the word, and you'll make it out to the other <laughs> side. If it comes down to a thing where they're just like reusing uh, massive set pieces, hey, that's awesome. If they were able to keep keep these set pieces like on backlots and just being able to like, yeah, well, we'll use them, we'll keep them. Um, that's excellent. Um, but yeah. I do enjoy those little touchstones being like, this is where we're at again. You get it. You know this. And that's something. Okay, you know, once again, not trying to um, to really dog on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I wish we had more of that because uh, you know these three films visiting some of these 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 locations over and over again you know we know what the bat cave looks like we know what the scout ship looks like and we know what the mascara looks like and 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 dc has always been great because when you come back to a person's world you come back to it in 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 these areas that you are familiar with um and i I couldn't really tell you what avengers tower looks like on the inside and i couldn't really tell you what uh uh Maybe maybe Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and 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 you know in Wakanda the, the the castle that they're kind of in maybe some of those areas are more recognizable maybe they do come back to them more often um, but it doesn't feel like you go back to it enough and it seems like yeah. because of Iron Man three they they got rid of kind of like that Iron Man. Uh, mansion that he that Tony Stark used to have, but that used to be familiar because it was like, oh yeah, this is his cool garage. He's got all these suits and stuff. Yeah, um, and then they totally destroy it. But yeah, um, I miss that. You know, I, I would like more Marvel touch points. Being like, hey, remember this place? We're back here again. This is where all the magic used to happen. I agree, and I think that was one of the best things about these grouping of movies because there is so many just settings that you go back to and revisit, and it's all the same, and you keep the same continuity. Um, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> that's key. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, next week is going to be all uh, scout ship again. We're gonna we're gonna uh, come back to to uh, Keylex or Keylor. 
No, Keylor was on was on Krypton. Okay, and then this would be Keylex. So Keylex, and then Maybe you know, <clears throat> Carla Gugino's voice will come back again. Maybe they so both like run. I don't know if that as is is a key. If I don't know if it's a named assistant uh, custodian bot, because I think Keylor and Keylex were both on Krypton. We can name it, so it is. <laughs> <laughs> It is, we'll call it Kelex. I think. I think we. I think it's earned the name. Um, at this point, Carla 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 Gugino has to have a, a named character. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come back and we'll, we'll we'll start getting into some Frankenstein experiments. So it'll be a lot of fun next week. Um, Nate, anything else for you? Uh, no, I think that uh, that wraps it up. All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.